episode about Michigan State and Michigan football. The Michigan State segment is going to be a little shorter because I focus so much on them this offseason. But I do want to go over keys for today's win and a little scouting report on Western. On the flip side for Michigan, I have two guests joining me today, Grant Fogel and Austin Merman. We're going to talk more debate style about Michigan football. We're going to talk about the schedule, game by game. We're going to work. We're going to talk on J.J. Cade and a lot of other things today will be touched on between the two topics. But without further ado, I want to start with the first half-ish of this episode, and I want to talk about Michigan State football. Everybody's excited. I had a professor today, like, we're not giving you guys homework. Have fun this weekend. Party up. It's going to be a great time Friday, and I expect MSU to roll Western, and everybody's going to be out of the stadium by the end of the first quarter going to the bars. That's how much I expect MSU to win this game. And the whole talk of this offseason is this team's better than what they were last year. Amir Speed even said this team's better than Georgia. So let's stop all the talk now and see if we're all about that action. because. It's been an offseason where everybody's saying so many good things about Michigan State on the team, how everything looks different. I've heard people say practices look a million times different from when Tucker came in his first year to now. If this team has a bad season, I will be shocked. If this team plays a bad game today, I will be shocked. Because Western's a pretty good team for a mid-major. People forget they beat Pitt last year. So little spooky vibes, but... They're also returning a lot of players. They lost their quarterback, though, and that's going to make a huge difference in this game. Starting a redshirt freshman. It's going to be ugly. Your first game as a college quarterback starter is going to be under the lights at Michigan State. Oh, God, I would hate to be him. Western retains half their defense. They finished first in defense in the MAC. They lost their top player, Ali Fayed. He was also the MAC Defensive Player of the Year, so they lost their top guy on the line. This is where Michigan State should take advantage of them. Run the ball all game because Jalen Berger will be Jalen Berger and Broussard are going to have great seasons. I hope that we figure out by week four, going to the conference play against Maryland, who the running back is. I want to see both of them on the field this entire game. Figure it out. This is the perfect game in Akron to just run wild. Build some momentum. Build trust on your old line. This is a huge week, not just because it's opening week, but because there's so much growth that can happen in this week, going in the next week, going to Washington, going to Maryland. You need growth every single week, and these games are like basically scrimmages, honestly. So grow. Everybody is saying what they're saying, that this team is better than last year, that this team will compete for a t- title this year. This is what I expect. But we better not overlook Western. That's the only way we're going to lose this game. The run game is very solid, which plays to our advantage because our D-line is pretty solid. That they, they were great against the run last year, one of the best in the nation, and you're playing Mac running backs. Now, granted, the two-back system they have works really well. They retain both their backs from last year who rushed for over 800 yards. They do return their number two receiver, Corey Crooms, who's destined for a breakout season is what I've been hearing because he was sitting behind Sky Moore last year, so all the receptions were going Sky Moore's way. I want to see a flea flicker to open up the season. Think about it, guys. Touchdown flea flicker again. Open it up. Momentum shifts right off the bat if you complete that pass. But teams are definitely going to start looking for it with Michigan State. I want to see Caden Hauser in the second half. 
see what the future of this program is all about because we've been hearing so much about how he's the next Connor Cook, Kirk Cousins, Payne Thorne, I'll even throw up there because Payne Thorne has been phenomenal. You're looking at a guy that has been hyped up for two years now as the guy who's going to be the future star of this program. I hope he doesn't redshirt. I hope he comes in there and just lights it up. Honestly, if he does redshirt, he gets four games, so play him this year. I want to see what he's about against Akron in a blowout against Rutgers. I want to see him potentially we're going to blow off Indiana, maybe see him against Indiana. I want to see his four games this year and take the red shirt. What I'm watching closely in this game is the linebackers and the corners. There are so many upgrades at both positions in the transfer portal that let's see what they're all about now. The linebacking court definitely got better. You had Aaron Brule, who's going to have a monster season as a six-year senior. And I think that you need to find a playmaker on defense. You have so many guys at linebacker. Your secondary is probably much better than it was last year because they were hurt most of the year. So now it's time to find that playmaker. Here are some guys I think that can be real playmakers. Amir Speed, Xavier Henderson, Aaron Burrell. One of those guys needs to become that guy. I see it most just because I've watched him the most in Henderson. I'm glad he came back for another year. He needed it, I think. I believe that Henderson is going to have a huge year and solidify himself as a top three-round pick this year. That's how good I think he is. Last year, you know, you're looking at him being a six-round pick, seventh-round pick. There's nothing wrong with him as a player. He's a very, very good player. And I think that he's the guy who's going to be the difference maker. But I really want to see Amir Speed and Aaron Bro potentially step up as other guys that are going to be big playmakers on this defense. And the final thing I'm going to leave Michigan State at is – you have two solid running backs that you can rely on. The sky's the limit for this offense. Takes pressure off Thorne again when you already have a, probably the best receiving core Michigan State's had in years. I'll say it's better than last year's. And if this defense performs, this team could be a serious contender if they get through Ohio State. So I'll leave my final prediction for this game. Michigan State 42, Western Michigan 17. We're moving on to the Michigan segment now. With me is Grant Fogle and Austin Merman. So I want to hammer down as much Michigan as possible. So I'm going to start with the first question. Today's debate style is going to be a lot of fun. Who would you rather start? Kate or JJ right now? You have to pick one for the rest of the season. Grant, I'll let you go first. I'd like to refer or defer to Austin first because I know what I think. I know what you think. You're a state slappy. You're a state sucker. You're going to prey on this team's downfall year in and year out. So I don't really care what you have to say. I'm only listening to Austin. Austin here is only the one sound of mind, sound of heart, sound of voice. So, Austin, go ahead. Okay. Well, you know, I'm going to go with uh, Cade McNamara. There's a couple reasons why, you know, for one, you know, he's a team captain this year. I don't see them starting J.J. McCarthy over the team captain this year. For two, he won the Big Ten Championship last year, beat Ohio State last year. Brought him to the college football playoffs last year. And this is all him, you know. J.J. McCarthy definitely, you know, had his moments last year. But it was definitely Cade's team. And it's still I, – I still think it's Cade's team. Everyone's following around his leadership. And uh, I just view that Cade McNamara is a starting quarterback this year for sure. And he will show it uh, this coming uh, Saturday. 
So I'm going to piggyback off of you, Austin. And then I know Grant, you're going to, you want JJ. So I'll let you go after. Um, and I, I'm just going to go straight into it. Look, you can't bench the quarterback that took you to the college football playoffs. Right. Best right. season in 25 years. He's probably the least flashy quarterback I've ever watched in my entire life, but he will get you from point A to point B like Honda Accord. Right. JJ's your little Ferrari. He's going to get you to point A to point B the same way that Kate's going to do it for you. But he's just the more flashy guy. Right. We're both going to give you, I think, the same exact production. Yeah. It's just older. The receiving core has that chemistry with him already. They were all with him last year. I mean, he retained everybody. So, yeah, J.J. might be the future of the program. We'll see what he really turns out to be. But it's too hard for me to bench Cade right now. It's way too hard for me to bench Cade. So, yeah, Grant, I'm going to let you go. You know what, Ken, I don't even quite – I'm not quite sure where to start. I'll start off with the reasons why I like J.J. I like J.J. He's a dual threat. He's got an arm and he can run the ball. Secondly, in my philosophy in college football is go with the younger guy. I know this might be despite what everyone thinks, but he is the future of the program. He is the future of the program. I'll tell you, I'm a firm believer in Christ, and I'm a firm believer in Jim Harbaugh. And he said he, like Solomon, is going to cut that baby in half. Week one, going to Cade. Week two, going to JJ. And I don't hate it. And I don't hate it. I like JJ. I think JJ is going to outperform in week two and how Cade will perform in week one. But I used to drive a Honda Accord. I fell in love with the Honda Accord, to go back to your reference. So I'll tell you, I'm torn. But in regards to my philosophy, go with the younger guy. Go with, go with JJ. No way. You can't, you can't go younger. How are you going to go younger on the guy who just took you to the playoffs last year? Tell me. Yeah. Tell me why you go younger. I'm going younger this because – This guy literally a- just gave the best season in 25 years for Michigan. Not only that, he had major fumbles against Michigan State in that game. He's uh, showed his inexperience. I haven't seen that inexperience out of Cade McNamara. Besides, you could say maybe the Georgia game, but they're playing arguably one of the best defenses of all time, statistically. In the defense, Cade also, he had J.J. in his help, in his help his, although Cade was playing the Batman role and J.J. was playing Robin. Um, there was also Michigan had the number one defense, arguably in the country, arguably he had that to his support. He had two very strong running backs that will be returning this year, which I think will help Michigan and Blake Corum, Donovan Edwards. I think that Cade's a lot of his numbers are credit to him, but there's also a lot of, it's a tree branch and it's got roots and there's a lot of other places giving him nutrients and it's coming from the soil, coming from the soil. So I get what you're saying, but I like JJ. I, I don't I don't agree with you at all. Look, I think that JJ will be the future of that program. I don't know. I think he'll be another Shea Patterson where he's gonna take nine and three every year. And that's oh, oh no, no, no. Oh yes, yes, yes. I think he's Shea Patterson. Get his ass, Austin. Get on him. Shea Patterson. <laughs> look, look at Harbaugh so far at Michigan. Not one quarterback developed. He's had three star after four star after five star. None of them have panned out. And look, Shane Patterson, when he came to Michigan, I sat there and I said Michigan will win the title with them. And they did not. And after Shane Patterson busted, I truly believe Michigan fans should be not excited for JJ. 
because it just looks like it'll be another issue of just a bust quarterback in the system and everyone's going to be let down again. Look, JJ's going to be Shea Patterson. You have Mel Tucker's cigar shoved so deep. (laughs) It's affecting the neurological brain cells. Okay. You, you're going to trash Jim Harbaugh. They went, they were in the college playoff last year. Okay. This guy knows what he's doing. I'm tired of all this blasphemy. He's cutting the baby in half and they're going back. Kenny, I know you can't stand to hear it. Kenneth Walker is gone. I know Aiden Hutchinson is gone too. We have guys filling the roles. Yeah. There's guys there. There's guys everywhere. There's guys at Michigan State too, if we really want to get technical with it too. But (laughs) I just think the problem with Harbaugh so far, and Cade is not a developed quarterback. Cade's just a very clean quarterback. I just think that JJ's as flashy as it comes. You guys can all agree on that. He is the right. flashiest thing that Michigan's had since Denard. And the, flash, the flash is a great aspect, but I can see how Cade McNamara falls into that Michigan mold as a quarterback because Denard Robinson and J.J. McCarthy are kind of outliers in that. I guess you could say Devin Gardner was another one. but yeah, Devin Gardner sucked. We're not even going to count Devin Gardner. Guy was a playmaker, couldn't do shit on the field. He's doing okay in the booth, though. I kind of like what he's I doing. I do like him in the booth. In the booth. I do, too. Yeah. In the booth. I, I'm just curious now with what are your guys' thoughts, because I'm going to move on to the Colorado State game now, because that's really what we should be truly talking about the most. What are the keys for, for a blowout win? So I'm going to go first. My keys are you have to establish the run early. You need to run, 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 run. If you are running all over Colorado State and you can throw the minimum amount of times with Cade that game. Now, granted, the receiving core, you got to get them going. That's another key. You got to get Cornelius Johnson going. You need to get Ronnie Bell going and build that momentum off your receiving core and your running backs. I think also, and that's not just the momentum for this game. I'm talking about the momentum for the rest of the season. If you can get the, you can get your running backs going, you can get Cornelius and Ronnie Bell going early in the season. Michigan could be a very damn good team late in the year. And I'm not going to sit here and talk shit about how I don't think they're going to be anything this year. I think they're nine and three. That's about as Michigan as you're going to get. But if they can get going early in the season, they can find their quarterback right away and they start running the ball like I think they should this year right off the bat. They start throwing the ball the way they should right off the bat. Michigan could be really good and blow this team out, blow Colorado State out of the water. Also, the last key to this win, and this is something else that is going to go forward the rest of the season, is you need to make a play on defense in the first half. Because Michigan has, like we've said in previous episodes, lots and lots and lots of players. But they don't have a playmaker yet on defense. They need to find that playmaker before getting in the conference play. This is the perfect game for a guy to step up and make a big play and become the playmaker and captain of the defense. Now, Austin, I want you to go next. What are your keys for a win? Run the ball. We were last year, you know, just continue with the same momentum as last year and the same game plan as last year. I know it's hard, you know, losing your defensive coordinator and stuff like that, losing big people like Aiden Hutchinson, Dax Hill, all those players, you know, but I'm, pre- I'm, I'm pretty confident with the people we have filling in with those roles. I think, I think just you know, run the ball and 
trust the defense. I think our defense will be really good this year. Just play play football. Grant, my keys, and it's actually only one singular key for Michigan to win this game, is don't mess up. Week one matchups are supposed to be givens. This is supposed to be where you hammer on teams, where you run 400 yards on a garbage Colorado State defense. That same goes for Michigan State and their matchup with Western Michigan. Week ones are supposed to be blowouts. If they don't blow out this team, that's where you start to get you get a little worried. That's where right. if you're if Cade does not have a super strong performance and they only win by ten points, that's where you get nervous and you start to wonder. Okay, is Cade not the guy? Have has this past time with him been a waste? Has Jim Harbaugh been uh, incapable to develop him as a quarterback? But then you got JJ, so you're fine. So I think they just can't mess up. Don't do anything wrong. Kill this team like you should, and don't right. do anything wrong. Right. Right. I think that there's a lot of issues right now with, and I've said it before, is the pathetic Michigan schedule to figure it out. You know, the quarterback situation. Like, I wish if I was a team this this good and had a quarterback situation to figure out like that, which is, like, honestly, the best quarterback race – in the nation. Yeah. You can't lose with either of the guys, I feel like. Like a lot of teams, you see quarterback races with below average quarterbacks, average quarterbacks. This is a very like damn good quarterback room for Michigan where you're looking at a race where you're gonna find the guy right now. You're gonna find and, the guy, and, you're gonna come in the conference play. I, totally I hate agree. the schedule. Now, this is where I'm gonna go to you guys. How much do you hate the schedule? Do you like it because you can figure out a quarterback? Or do you hate it because it just lacks preparation for the season? It's a slow burn. It is a slow burn to get into full season form. And I don't know if playing weak teams early on is necessarily going to help them work out the kinks. Right. But I think you made a great point. This is a good, great problem to have where you have, you can't, you can't choose between Becky and Shirley. They're both so freaking hot. That's Cade and JJ. Austin, what's your thoughts on the schedule? A very weak schedule other than, I think, three games, and those three games are Iowa, Michigan State, and Ohio State. But I think that we're ranked pretty good. We're ranked number eight, so it's not like a big worry. And If we win out or if we win, you know, majority of our games and then we come to Ohio State and it's a close game and we lose that game, I still think we're ranked pretty high. There's no way we we drop out of the top ten. I don't I don't think we drop out of the top ten this year. Wow, I think there's gonna be a lot of points this season where Michigan's gonna drop in the polls, and I think the first week that's gonna happen is Iowa on the road, mm-hmm. and I think Michigan. Will, I don't want to get into any debates right now. Michigan, Michigan State. I'm gonna save that for October time, but. I think Michigan State is going to go in there. They're going to beat Michigan and Ann Arbor. And then I think Ohio State will be a typical Michigan-Ohio State type game where Ohio State goes in there and wins. Nine and three. You're looking at a top 15 team. Not a bad season. Though, if you look at the teams they beat this year, it's going to be a really like Nine and three, though, shows your state, your Michigan State criticism. Yeah. I'm on the road. You make it sound like that this is a – chalk it up. Michigan's going to go in to Iowa. They're going to lose. Everyone's going to wave to the kids in the hospital and it's going to right. No, right. it's not how it's going to go. I think that Michigan's going to give them a chance. I think the the run game, I think is going to possibly blow 
the quarter this quarterback game out like the expectations out of the water. I think you got two really strong running backs and Corum and Edwards. They don't they might not even have to throw the ball at all week one. <laughs> they might not seriously, like, seriously. Yeah. go honestly though. Like I was really thinking about that. I was like Michigan will honestly just live on the run game all year. It's going to be the power up Michigan's throat like it was in the 1970s all year. That's Michigan's offense. They're going to throw it when they feel like it. That's what I think it's going to be. It's not going to be an offense where Michigan's going to be throwing the ball 40 times a game with JJ or Kate. It's going to be, we're going to hand it off. We're going to throw the ball 25, 30 times and that's it. But at the same time, I just think you have, if you're going to start JJ, you have to utilize him as much as possible. That's the only thing I'll say. Cade, hand it off the entire game. And I like the 50-50. Cut the baby in half. 50-50. You can't have I like it. I like it, too. I like it, too. I don't have a problem with it, but I think if you were to pick one right now, you have to go Cade. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So I'm going to move on to another question now, and that is, who are you watching really closely on Saturday? Outside of Cade McNamara, Austin, I'll let you go first. So, on the offensive side, I'm going to go Andrew Anthony, wide receiver. I think he's going to come have a big upcoming year. Everybody's looking at Ronnie Bell and uh, Cornelius Johnson, but I think they're going to, a lot of the defensive uh, people are going to, you know, players are and the staff are going to be looking at those receivers very heavily. And Andrew Anthony, I think, is going to be very underlooked. So, he's going to get a lot of targets. I think he's going to make a lot of big plays in these big games like he did last year. And for the defensive side, I'm going to go with uh, freshman cornerback out of Gross Point, Will Johnson. I think I think he's going to make some plays this year. I think he might even have the potential to fight for a starting job this year, but we'll see what happens. Grant, who's your X Factor for this game? Watch it closely. I got two. I got two. I got two. Right. More on the offensive end. I've mentioned his name already. I got a partial liking to him because he's come from West Bloomfield. He's a dog puts his head down, he runs, and he eats hits, and he finds open gaps. Donovan Edwards, I think, is going to be an electric player to watch, not only on Saturday, but on next Saturday to come and many other Saturdays to come after that. I think he'll be great. And I'd like to give another part. Again, I'm going to be particularly looking out for Jake Moody. Is is he going to be consistent in between the stripes? Is he going to be able to to knock him in day in and day out? Kickers don't get the attention they're looking for. Shout out Pat McAfee. I like the brand. Let's look out for Jake Moody on Saturday. All right. I'm watching really closely, and I really like Jake Moody because he's probably either going to be one of the best kickers in college football with the leg he has this year, or he's just going to crash and burn and miss a bunch of field goals. There will be no in-between with the guy. But Ronnie Bell's a guy I'm watching very closely because it's all the question marks. How is he going to come back? Is he the same player as he was before? Is he the leader of this offense? Blah, 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 blah. You go on with all the questions that have been asked this entire offseason. Now it's time for him to answer all those questions on Saturday. I like Ronnie Bell a lot. I think that Ronnie Bell, if he can step back into his number one receiving role this year, he can solidify himself as a first or second round draft pick. If he stays healthy, he needs to play a full 13-game season, and he needs to come back to be the same player he's what he was and better. And he can't drop the ball. And so the, no, on the back of the end zone against Penn State, he can't do that again. He can't drop the ball. You can't. He, he, he drops the ball more than any other receiver in college. 
I've seen in college football, but my God, does that guy make plays? And he, he cuts those, those drops. If he cuts those drops in half, he's going to be one of the best receivers in college football this year. So I'm really keeping my eyes on Ronnie Bell this game because literally all the questions are going to be answered on Saturday. Ken, can I come in with a third, third peoples I'm looking yes. to watch? Yes. It's the, it's the Austins. It's the others. It's the 12th men. I'll, is, is it going to be loud? Mm-hmm. Right. Is it going to be, are people going to be, are they going to be, is there going to be a controversy because of Kate and JJ? Are people not going to be seeing eye to eye? Or is this, are people going to just gear it up all together and make this one huge crowd? And they're going to, I think it's going to be, it's going to be fun to watch. I won't be there in attendance, but it'll be good to watch from my sofa. I think what, I think what's interesting about that game is, I've been talking to students at Michigan and nobody really cares is what I've been hearing. Like everybody's pissed off. They don't want to play these shit schools every week for our conference schedule. I don't think it's going to be buzzing in Ann Arbor the way it typically does for the first couple of weeks. I don't think it's going to be buzzing up there until Michigan, Michigan state, because they don't play a real home game all year up until then. So honestly, I don't think the crowd is going to make much of a difference in that game. I think that it's going to be a blowout 45 point blowout. That's it. End of story. Like, not even going to be close. The crowd's not going to make a difference. Colorado State's not in the same league as Michigan football. And the last thing I expect is a close game. I last thing I expect for Michigan State as well is a close game. So, hoping that both of our games are done by the end of the first quarter. Up here, everyone's going to hit the bars by the end of the first quarter because they're, we're going to be up 21. And I hope for the same for Michigan because I do want to root for Michigan until they play Michigan State because I want another top five matchup this year. I want to say that on record. I want another top five matchup this year. I want to thank you guys all for coming on today. Got, I'm going to have you guys on again. You guys were awesome. You guys killed yep, it. Thank you. Awesome. Yes, sir. Pleasure. Yep, yes, sir. I'm going to conclude it now. New episode Monday. Definitely recapping all the games from this weekend. And Wednesday, Friday next week, back to normal episodes and a lot of football talk coming next Friday because we're in full football season again. So thanks again, guys. And we'll be back on Monday. Go green. Go blue. Unbiased. There you go.